Hello and a warm welcome. I'm Armin Trost, professor at the Furtwangen University in Germany. And this is my series on human resources strategies, a real master course for advanced HR students, professionals and executives. This series is available on YouTube and on all podcatchers like iTunes or Spotify. All slides that support this series are available on my website. For more information, please read the description to this YouTube or podcast. I'd also like to refer to my book, Human Resources Strategies, available at most online bookstores. So, again, thanks for listening have fun and gain valuable insights into the fascinating world of HR strategies. So, welcome back. This is the eighth episode of this series. And eventually, now we start with real human resource management. So we walk into different HR topics. And the first chapter I would like to deal with now is talent acquisition. Talent acquisition is about how you're going to attract people, how you're going to source people. So this chapter will be about three different episodes. Well, in this very first episode about talent acquisition, I will talk about how to build a talent acquisition strategy. And in this talent acquisition strategy, you will find some elements. And some elements refer to things like HR marketing, employer branding. So I will deepen this in a later episode, in the next one. And another elements refer to sourcing strategies, like uh, talent communities, like uh, employee referral programs, campus recruiting, all these nice things, okay? And whenever it comes to those topics, there are different ways to go. There are different ways how companies can deal with it, and that makes up uh, HR strategy. It's not just saying, oh, yes, let's do employer branding. No, the strategic question is how you're going to do it. And there are some strategic decisions to be made Really. So this is what we're going to talk about. So let's start with talent acquisition strategy. And and uh, for those of you who who watch this uh, podcast on YouTube, there is another YouTube where I have presented this approach how to build a talent acquisition strategy in a video format. So I, I'd like to refer to this one here in this particular moment. Okay. So here's the question. If you are an HR executive, a CHRO, or CPO, Chief People Officer, my question is, what is your talent acquisition strategy? I mean, really, if, if I would be your CEO, I would ask you exactly this. What is your or what is our talent acquisition strategy? So here are 20 minutes. Can you please describe your talent acquisition strategy? The thing is, I did ask this question many, many CHROs in the last few months and years. And, you know, what, what I typically get is an answer like this. Oh, well, our talent acquisition strategy, yes, uh, uh, we, 
we just have uh, updated our applicant tracking system. And currently we work on our career website. And yeah, by the way, a uh, half year ago, we have relaunched our employer brand. And in the future, we will focus more on campuses. And oh, yes, there is this employee referral program uh, that does not work so well. But in the next few months, we will try to make that one better. And yes, executive Executive search is one thing. We, we we must do it more intensively because of the labor market condition. It's it's pretty costly, but okay, we still have to do it. Um, so, this is a typical answer. Not good. <laughs> really not good. This is not what I would name a talent acquisition strategy. This is just uh, a list of activities And that that's not enough. It's really not enough. And also, as a as a CEO, I would respond saying, "Okay, uh, and uh, now what is of highest priority? And uh, why are we doing what we are doing? Aren't there alternatives?" I, I would be confused. I would be confused, actually. So, let me first share with you some questions. Your talent acquisition strategy is supposed to answer. And once I have, I've been, I, I, I walked through these questions, I will show you how you might do it. Okay, and this is very, very practical, still strategic. Okay, so here's the first question your talent acquisition strategy is supposed to answer. Which parts of all talent acquisition activities are critical to the competitive advantage of your company and its long-term success? Okay, you remember, an HR strategy is there to strengthen the business and eventually to strengthen the competitive advantage. So, with all the things that we do as part of talent acquisition, How do we strengthen our business and competitive advantage? Can you answer this? Can you answer this question? If not, then you have a problem. I mean, a serious problem. You should be clear on this. Okay. But be patient. We're going to talk about this in a minute. Here's the next question I would ask. What are major challenges in talent acquisition? And how does your company allocate resources to these? So, this question refers to why is talent acquisition so difficult? It must be difficult. Or it might be difficult. There might be some obstacles. There might be some problems. There might be some, some pain. And if overall there is a, a minor pain, okay, still, where's the biggest pain? When it comes to talent acquisition, and we do talent acquisition, there must be a problem somewhere. So, what is the problem? Where's the biggest problem? Give me numbers. Give me an idea. And and the, the right answer is not, oh, talent acquisition generally becomes a pro is a problem. No, it's not generally a problem. Still, if everything is a problem, if if that then what is the biggest one? Okay? So, this was the second one, and here's the third one. Related to the given challenges and goals 
what are key approaches in talent acquisition? So while the previous question was pretty much about the, the, the why, the why, this question is about the what. What are we doing? Right? What are the answers to the problem? What are the solutions to the problem? If here are the challenges, how do we address these challenges with very specific approaches? And when we think about approaches, we might think about, about uh, approaches like employer branding, for instance. Yeah? Okay. Now, here comes the fourth question. So, how are, how are those key approaches strategically aligned given the internal cultural and structural context? Now, that should ring a bell. If you have listened to the previous episode, you learned that whatever you do as part of your HR strategy, all those things must be aligned to your structural and cultural context. Those things must fit to your culture and must, must, must fit to your structure, must fit to the software and to the hardware, must be compatible. So what does that mean exactly? So, okay, that's the third level, as I, as I uh, referred uh, in an earlier episode. That's the third level. You say employer branding is a, is a key topic. Okay, how? So this question is about the how. The question before about the approach was the what. And the question before that was the why. Why, what, how. This is about the how. And really, as a CEO, I, I would lo love to hear it. So why, we, why do we do sourcing strategies exactly this way? And why don't we do it in another way? What is the answer to this? Okay? So these are four critical questions. And I repeat myself, if you have a strong talent acquisition strategy, this one addresses all four Okay, now, this, to, to this point, it sounds a little bit like, like you know, MBA stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, strategic, vague, yeah, very high level. Yeah. But let's be more specific. And what I'm going to do now in the next few minutes is I'm going to guide you through a very concrete, stepwise approach. And you're going to realize that building a talent acquisition strategy is not so difficult. It just requires some level of reflection. Okay, so I have to refer to something that I have explained in much detail in an earlier episode when we were talking about critical functions and roles. You remember, we were talking about key functions, we were talking about bottleneck function, and I've shown you Uh, I have, have talked about a analysis and, and this analysis was this kind of portfolio yeah, where we prioritized different functions and roles according to three dimensions. One dimension was strategic relevance. You remember strategic relevance. If strategic relevance for a role or function is low you don't need the good people you just you don't need the best people you just need the good people if a role or a function is of high strategic relevance and we name it a key function then then you not only need the good people then you need the best people and that's a significant difference for talent acquisition really i mean do you do you want to hire 
the best possible purchasers or just the good purchasers? That's, that's crucial. And, and as a CHRO, you must be capable to answer the question, where do, we, where do you need the best and where do you need the good? And that's already a, a big step towards a talent acquisition strategy. Okay, so this was this was the first dimension, and in our portfolio, this was the the horizontal axis, and in the vertical axis, we were talking about talent availability, or to put it more simple, where is talent acquisition simple because of a high talent availability, and where it is is it difficult because of low talent availability in the labor market. The third dimension was about the volume, the demand. Is the demand small? Do you just have to fill one position sometime or is the demand big you have to hire a lot of people over and over and over again and and please remember when the demand is big but talent availability is low then something like this we name a bottleneck function okay so if you are not familiar with this analysis i heavily uh, recommend to go back to the episode where we were talking about this, I think that was episode number five, I suppose. Okay. So, once we have this analysis, we it's a very, very good idea to differentiate between four different hiring scenarios. So, here is one key point I want you to take home. I mean, if you, if you take one thing home from this episode, then it's this point. When we talk about talent acquisition, there is not the talent acquisition. Really not. Talent acquisition can be completely different depending on talent availability, strategic relevance, and demand. And in my eyes, there are at least four different scenarios. I, I also could say four different games to play. So talent acquisition consists of four different games to play, four different ways to go. And, and you cannot really compare these four. And so let me guide you through these four different scenarios and then you will see the difference. And once you have understood these four different scenarios, you're in a, better able to understand what is required to do related to these different scenarios. So here is scenario number one. Let's say there is a demand, an external demand, Which, where, you, where you are facing a high talent availability, meaning you can assume that there are a lot of people in the labor market who are actively applying, who are actively looking for jobs. You have a demand where it's still simple to find people, whatever that might be, because of the labor market condition. And let's say for this demand, the strategic relevance is low, meaning you don't need the best people, you just need the good people. Okay, can you imagine this? I want to give an example here because I'm, I'm not so sure about this. It, it depends on your business. Yeah? But sometimes you, it's easy to find people, and that's this case. And we name this, this scenario uh, simple hiring, simple hiring. Okay, so maybe the opposite of this scenario, simple hiring is what I would name strategic hiring. Strategic hiring very often refers to a small demand. It, it, it's, it's very often the case that you do not 
want to hire 20, 30, 100 people where you really need the best of the best. We very often talk about, not about key functions or key roles, we very often talk about key positions. Yeah, a key position. You have to hire the new CTO and you don't, because of digitization, you do not need to hire a good CTO. You want to hire the best because you assume the future will depend on this. The future of your business will depend on this. So, small demand. You are looking for the best, meaning high strategic relevance. At the same time, you assume that this demand is extremely hard to meet. Okay, can you imagine this scenario? This one single nightmare uh, demand, <laughs> yeah. This one position. Oh, that's that's special. And you already feel it. It's strategic hiring. That's that's a completely different story <laughs> compared to simple hiring. And you will do different things. You have to, really. You have to. It's, it's no 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 choice. Okay. So here's the third scenario. I name it specialist hiring. Think of, let's say, uh, you, you, you have a demand for uh, international tax lawyer. Okay, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> Very hard to get, I suppose. Uh, I'm not familiar with the labor market all, all around the world, but, but international tax lawyer, okay, it might be hard to get one. You don't need the, the best, you just need the good. You need somebody who is capable to do his or, his or her job. That, that's all. It, but but it, and, and the demand is limited. Really, one position. Or maybe you were looking for two or three, but not for hundreds, right? So that's a very special uh, scenario. And availability is extremely low. So this position is very hard to be filled. Okay. And here's the fourth scenario. I name it difficult mass hiring, difficult mass hiring. This refers really to bottleneck functions. Demand is very high. You're looking for many people over and over again. Depends on the size of your company, what many means in concrete uh, numbers. Uh, for a mid-sized company, hiring 30, 50 people of same kind every year might be much for a multinational uh, a player, for a big player, It might be talk about thousands of people you might hire every every year, similar profiles. So if the demand is very hard to be met, you don't need the best, you just need the good, and you need many, then we name this difficult mass hiring, okay? So you got the four, simple hiring, strategic hiring, specialist hiring, difficult mass hiring. Four different scenarios. Now comes the question, what to do? And the thing is, it's not only that you better differentiate between the four scenarios. And maybe there might be a fifth one in your company or a sixth one, could be. Or only three of those. Uh, it's not only that you better differentiate understanding that these different scenarios are really different It's, 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 it's in particular important to understand that these different scenarios require different approaches, different activities, okay? So 
let's walk through this. And a very simple way to outline this is to have a kind of a table, right? A, t a table, a sheet, yeah, where you have in the column or in the lines the different scenarios, and in the columns you you might have the different approaches, and you think of okay, which approach addresses which scenario the best, and when you have this this uh, table, this sheet, then you have something that I would name a talent acquisition strategy. Okay, full stop. That's it. That's the exercise you're supposed to do. Okay, so. Let's walk through the different scenarios. And the first scenario uh, I mentioned was simple hiring. Simple hiring, oh, high availability of people in the labor market. You don't need the best, just the good. Okay, what will you do here? <laughs> job ads. Job ads. That's it. Post job ad. That's it. The, the old textbook kind of recruitment <laughs> right and uh, an employer branding is not so much necessary so uh, when we're going to talk about employer branding um, we're going to talk about a key concept there it's called the employee value proposition that's the promise to a potential candidate it's the answer to the question why should you work here That's the marketing side of talent acquisition. Huh? And this employee value proposition is, as I said, the core of any employer brand, as, you, as I'm going to show you uh, in the next episode. When we think about simple hiring, you don't even need a strong employee value proposition, or in short, EVP. We name, in, in, in the HR community, we just name it EVP. You, you don't need one. Yeah? You just do your homework, Make sure that your career website looks fine. Uh, it's welcoming and you might have a nice claim on it with some nice pictures that somehow reflect you as an employer. That That's really enough. Uh, that will not make so much difference, but, well, that's it. And when you look at When you look at the the uh, the, the resources you need, uh, I would say, based on my experience, that one recruiter can do 50 placements in a year. That's a rough average. So in simple hiring, one placement in a week, it's it's absolutely doable, right? And when it comes to simple hiring, many companies here think pretty much about efficiency. That's the biggest priority, to be efficient. Because especially in this scenario, you might get a lot of applications because of high talent availability. And if you get a lot of application, you you better be efficient. And and here is here is here this is the case where applicant tracking systems make the biggest difference. Because applicant tracking systems are, are there to make the processes efficient and to make the life of the recruiters easier. You do not want to deal with hundreds and hundreds of applications. But Only in a simple hiring scenario, you have hundreds of applications. So you want to be efficient. And here, it's pretty much about selecting the right people because you really have a choice. You have many applicants. So, so your selection tools are, are, are supposed to be valid. And if you want to, if want to have valid selection tools and at the same time, these things uh, should be very efficient, you might work with, with uh, artificial intelligence. 
Right. We're going to talk about this in a, in, a, in a later episode, artificial intelligence, but, but using algorithms and things like this are very efficient and at the same time, yeah, sufficiently valid. And this is, this is something you might do when it comes to, to simple hiring, okay? Yeah, simple hiring. That's a simple scenario, I would say. A little bit more difficult is when it comes to difficult mass hiring. Difficult mass hiring? to, to uh, repeat it, is about filling bottleneck functions, bottleneck demands, high volume, low talent availability. So what you need to do here is you must have a strong employer branding campaign, really. You have to have a strong EVP. That's really essential. Job ads might help, I mean, anyway, some companies need to post every job, and they and they do. I mean, posting a job ad is not so expensive uh, when it comes to to online. Uh, that that's doable, but where the job ads, when it comes to, is not so effective when it comes to difficult mass hiring because there's low talent availability out there. So there are not so many people who actively are looking for jobs. So, but still. Job ads are good. You have to have something public about a given job, uh, something that people can share, uh, employees can refer to when it comes to employee referral programs. So job ads are pretty much supportive. They help, but they will not make the difference. What you might do here is something that we call active sourcing. Uh, we will have uh, in, in the episode, after the next episode, I will talk about sourcing. And active sourcing is a way to actively find and actively approach candidates. You do not wait for them to apply. You find them and you talk to them. That's very intense. That needs much effort. And you might do this with difficult mass hiring. May maybe a bit, but because it's so much effort, as you will see... You, you this is not this is not the first choice but but could be an idea one thing you can do with difficult mass hiring and this by the way the only scenario where you might do is something like like talent communities also something we're going to talk about in the episode after the next episode talent communities in, a, in to put it in a, in a few words is you have a pool of good candidates a pool, maybe former interns, and you stay in touch with them, and your intention is to hire them sooner or later. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year or in two years. So having this kind of pools, building long-lasting relationship to promising candidates, this is what refers to talent communities. And that's a good idea when it comes to difficult mass hiring. Yeah. So how much can one recruiter do? I would guess 20 At least this is a rough, a rough estimation based on my experience. And what you do here is you, you, you should really engage the business line. What does that mean? Um, filling bottleneck functions, difficult mass hiring, is something that really requires the support of the business line, of the regular employees, of the regular supervisors. And uh, you should not do it just alone from a position of the HR department alone. This is it's not, not really not a good idea. Better involve the people you already have. Make use of their networks. And uh, related to this, we're going to talk about employee referral programs. 
uh, employees hiring employees. This is a very, very good idea when it comes to difficult mass hiring. And what is the major priority here when it comes to difficult mass hiring? Yes, effectiveness. You have to be effective. And also scale, scalability. You do those things that work for many open positions all in once. Scale, okay? So with difficult mass hiring, it could pay off to have an employer branding campaign. It would pay off to have a talent community. And very often, this is the only scenario where you really can 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 um scale things scale up things because we do not talk about one single position we talk about many positions so better do things that pay off for many open positions okay so what do you do with specialist hiring so again Specialist hiring is you have this one open nightmare position which is extremely hard to be filled. And whenever an HR person uh, gets sleepless night, a thing with, oh, I have to fill this position, what a mess. <laughs> uh, well, you better have an employee value proposition, but not a general one. You have a very specific employee value proposition. So if you need to fill one position, and it's very hard to fill this position, you don't need the best, you just need the good. Wherever you can, maybe in the job ad, maybe in the personal communication, you have some arguments you could share with a potential candidate about why this job is so attractive. You have to sell this job. It's not about selection, it's about attraction here. So in the job ad maybe and in the personal conversation you you talk about three, five, seven reasons why somebody really should apply to this, right? You might use job ads, but they won't make the difference. Really not, but still you might have one. The approach of choice here is active sourcing. If you if you want to hire one rare specialist, you better leave your office and, and go into the labor market and you find these people and you talk to these people. This is the way to go in this particular case. You also might use executive search if, if not too expensive. And you make use of the networks of your existing people. So if you want to hire an international uh, tax lawyer, Okay, maybe you already have some tax lawyers in your organization and you simply ask them, hey, please tell me names, give me names of those you know, people we can talk to. And you do not wait for them to, to refer to other people. You ask them. This is something that we name active referral program. We're going to talk about this later. It's a very pushed and encouraged engagement, involvement of the business line. Okay, you see this? It's a very special game to play. Specialist hiring. And here the priority is pretty much about effectiveness. Just be effective. Make sure that in the end you get this position filled. Okay, so let's move to the last scenario, which is strategic hiring. You remember, hiring the best of the best. It's very hard to fill this position. And it's just a unique position. 
maybe one. Okay. This is the scenario where executive search comes into play. Because when you hire the best of the best, money should not matter. I, and I do not talk about compensation. I talk about, about recruiting costs. I mean, it does not matter. Uh, whether you pay 50,000, 80,000 or just 10,000 just to find this guy I mean it pays off anyway so so recruiting costs do not matter because it's strategic and um, you do not find the best person in your immediate neighborhood definitely not you need a global reach you need maybe a global network to find this person and and the hr department is rarely the instance that can can do this this is something that needs to be done by an executive search when they have a global reach okay so executive search is the is the uh, approach of choice when it comes to specialist hiring um, and here it's definitely not about efficiency. No, not at all. It's not just about effectiveness. Here it's about excellence. Excellence, that's it. Okay? So, what we did was we differentiate among different scenarios. And what you took home is that Talent acquisition is not equal talent acquisition. Talent acquisition could mean four different games to play. And they really differ. And when it comes to these different scenarios, you probably do different things. So, and my practical recommendation is just to say, okay, if you deal with talent acquisition and you want to develop a talent acquisition strategy, run a workshop I mean, I did this many, many times. It's, 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 not, it's, it's, it's very often it's a no-brainer, but you still have to do it. And uh, how does that work? You have a one-day workshop or two-day workshop where first you look at your demand and then you make this little analysis that I, I were talking about, bottleneck function, key function, and so on. Okay, once you have this, you, you open up a table a sheet and you say okay let's start this morning with simple hiring what will we do with simple hiring what are the things we need to do okay you will see two hours later you talk about difficult mass hiring and that will be a bigger discussion because here it's about scale and then think okay what will we do here and you walk through all this and then you already have your first draft of the talent acquisition strategy and I've seen this so many times in organization uh Still not too many times, I must say, because this is an approach which is still quite quite new. But what I experienced is when you as HR, as head of talent acquisition maybe, or as a CHRO, if you present a talent acquisition strategy as I just explained it, the CEO will, will love you for this. <laughs> you will get applause. Because then you prove, look, I understood the challenges. And I understood how these challenges affect the future business. And I did not understand the challenges. And I could not only share with you the, the most relevant recruiting scenarios. I could also tell you what are the right approaches. And it's not just about the approach. I can tell you 
how we are going to run these approaches so that they fit to the cultural and structural context. That's so structured, so clear that the CEO will respond, okay, you are the first one who explained to me the situation in talent acquisition, uh, 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 talent acquisition. And yeah, you better do this. You, you, you better do this. It's, it's, I, I've, I've not yet seen an alternative approach of, of building a talent acquisition strategy. Okay, so this was an overview. And I already mentioned a couple of approaches. And in the next two episodes, as I already mentioned, I'll talk about employer branding, HR marketing, using of job ads. And then in the uh, episode after this one, we're going to talk about sourcing strategy. And things will become a little bit more specific. Okay? So, thanks for listening and see you next time.